Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. In your company, a challenge? Are you battling turnover and struggling to draw key talent? Is your team not performing at the level you want? Problems present themselves through conflict, miscommunication, creative differences, unclear expectations, and motivational issues. ARC Integrated is here to address these challenges through executive coaching and customized interactive trainings. Create lasting positive change that will improve your bottom line and create a culture that attracts talent and reduces turnover by going to arcintegrated.com. That's arcintegrated.com. What if investing in each other could change the world? I'm Joel Skeen with bizradio.us, and this is the Mindful Marketplace. Boy, we have a great one today. I am uh, I'm extra excited about today's um, episode here of the Mindful Marketplace. Welcome, welcome all of you on Biz Radio US, all of you listening in. Today is a, is a special day for me. Um, we get to interview some people that um, these two these two women have really had a, a big impact in our community here, but they've also. Um, Quite frankly, they've had a big big impact in my my own personal life, and I'm sure that we'll get into that a little later here as we get to talk to Meredith Ellison and Whitney Zay from Symmetry Financial Group and Quility Insurance, which is based here in Asheville. Um, and I'm I'm excited to do so. I've got a lot of things I want to talk about. beforehand. I do have a couple announcements for everyone listening. Um, that I wanted to get out there. First and foremost, we are now officially up on all of the platforms. As of a couple of weeks ago, we are now on iTunes. Finally, the great white whale has been slain. We uh, So you can subscribe there on iTunes, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. If you do subscribe and leave a review, that really helps us get um, helps us grow more than anything else. So I appreciate all of you listening for doing that here with me. And then the other thing that I'm really excited about is our upcoming, it's our first Mindful Marketplace event. Um, That's going to be coming up here and you want to get on your calendars for the evening of March 14th. This is going to, what we're calling it is the Community Financial Education Course. So there was a lot going on and I I noticed that there was a, a need in our community, both for homeowners, but also for small businesses to really just have some better understanding of basic finances, what it means to run a household, what it means to run a business. There's a lot of stuff that they should have taught us in schools that they did not about investing, taxes, you know, debt strategies, budgeting, and entrepreneurship. And so uh, the Mindful Marketplace has partnered with Biz Radio US, and we are going to be putting on a monthly um, event called the Community Financial Education Course, as I mentioned, where you'll be able to listen to several experts from different areas of finance teach some really useful nuts and bolts things on how to be better at all of those things we mentioned, budgeting, investing, taxes, debt strategies, entrepreneurship. And this is going to be a completely free event for the community that we're going to be doing once a month. However, our space is limited, and so we are going to require registration for that. So if you are interested and you want to learn more and you want to have some fun too, we're going to make it uh, this, dry, this topic that can be dry sometimes as fun as possible. Um, it's going to be coming up again on March 14th. You can go to mindfulmarketplaceshow.com and click on the events tab to um, get yourself registered there. You can also go to Biz Radio US and click on the calendar and there will be a link there as well. But I hope to get to see as many of you as possible at that event and get to finally meet um, some of you in person as well. Um, So that's it for our announcements here today. Get registered for that event. Um, So I'm really excited. You've seen these uh, women on the cover of WNC or of of, uh, North Carolina Women's Magazine. You've seen them on Mountain... um, 
the uh, Mountain Express in their articles about corporate responsibility and about what their company is doing. Um, I do want to give a little background to the discussion here. I, I, as some of you know, I was originally a social worker. When I started my career, I, I served in the Peace Corps, and then I worked with chronically homeless individuals and ran a food bank. And when I first got into business, um, I started with real estate, and then when I moved here to Asheville, ended up in financial services. But I, I had a hard time finding companies in the business world to partner with that really aligned with my values. You know, um, As a social worker, I really cared about helping those in need, cared about helping uh, my community. And it's very common in the world of wealth creation, You know, whether that's through real estate industry, financial services industry, or any other, um, for culture to not really line up necessarily with my values. <laughs> um, there's a lot of organizations out there that don't really see things the same way that I did. Uh, but I felt very lucky to come across Symmetry Financial Group and Quility here based in Swannanoa, uh, North Carolina. And um, I got to meet these two women as I grew within the company, um, both Meredith Ellison and um, Whitney Zay. Um, we'll get into all the reasons why I have connected with them here. So I'm just going to invite them into the conversation uh, right now. Thanks so much for joining us, Meredith and Whit. Really glad to have you on here today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, we yeah. a huge honor. Yeah, no, very, very, very glad to do so. Um, so I want to dig in on the the Ripple model here. It's fascinating to me. But first, could you guys give a little bit? I know what's interesting about both of you is neither of you have sort of your background in, um, you know, kind of neither of you came up with an MBA or kind of started in business as well. But you're now um, on, you know, part of the executive team of um, one of the fastest growing companies in the country, been rated uh, that by Inc. Magazine six years in a row now, I believe. Been given lots of other accolades like Top Company Culture by Entrepreneurship Magazine. And, you know, we could kind of go on. But I am interested to hear a little bit from you two about how you came to um, how you came to become a juggernauts in the financial services industry when I know that wasn't either of your backgrounds. That's true. Yeah, thank you. Go ahead, Mary. Um, yeah, just thank you. Not only, Joel, did did this what in our background I didn't take one business class in college not one and so <laughs> this is definitely um a new a new it was a new realm for me um but Whit, how about you kind of give us if you want to give our background a little bit then I can kind of jump in and add color if you want does that sound good to you yeah that works we um yeah Meredith and I have kind of similar we 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 got into um you know our passions were kind of similar. So we both have undergraduate degrees in psychology. Uh, we went to the same grad school, which is where we met. Um, we had different programs. My background was in education and hers was in uh, community mental health. And my husband, Doug, who is the chief people officer for Quility and Symmetry, he uh, was in the same program with Meredith and they met and he was like, oh, I think you're going to like my wife. And um, and that's kind of how we we formed a friendship was was in grad school, which was about 20 years ago, a little over 20 years now. Um, and, you know, we had been, Meredith and Brandon were the first friends we made uh, when we moved to Asheville. We both actually had relocated to Asheville around the same time uh, and we're in grad school and 
um, we were watching them. Uh, Brandon, her husband, had the, the business background, and we were watching them um, kind of grow. And, and Doug and I were in the nonprofit sector. Uh, we both spent our careers up until joining Symmetry and Quility uh, in the nonprofit world. And we would watch them. And there was there was one time when, um, I don't know if we had gone out to dinner, but um, Brandon had convinced Doug to take the insurance exam. And Doug was going to become a life insurance agent. And he got the book and he studied and he didn't ever take the test. Um, I think he would have, I think he would have done well. I think he could have done it. Um, but it just wasn't kind of where his, where his passion was, but we were, we just kept watching them. Right. And we were watching what they were doing. And, uh, once they started the company in 2009 and started, they had left a, a similar company and then decided to build their own, uh, really based on core values and, and the values that, um, they didn't necessarily align with in the previous company and they knew they could do it better. They knew they could take care of their people better if they did it uh, and really led from the heart. And, and, and that's what they did. And, and we watched that and, and, and Doug and I, you know, we, like I said, we were in nonprofit. We weren't thinking we were going to be in the insurance industry um, a lot like Meredith. I mean, we had these psychology degrees. She didn't have, you know, the business background, we didn't have the business background. That wasn't, that wasn't our thing. But for the three of us, our, our passion was, was people. Our passion is, is culture. Our passion is, um, you know, and certainly now that we've been in the business is how do we do this well in the business world? Um, you know, it's easier to do it at a yoga studio, right? Uh, in a place where there's, there's, well-being and wellness and it's just flowing in it could be easier in that setting but then how do you do it in a setting where there's a lot of drive and there's competition and and there's um, tremendous wealth and abundance and how do you do that well and so that's that's where we landed and um, kind of have taken this thing to a whole whole nother level yeah um, and sorry Meredith go ahead no, Whit Whit named it. I think that was it. It was, um, you know, I think sometimes what when you want to be innovative, I think it sometimes helps that you don't come from that background, right? Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to unlearn the way maybe businesses were supposed to be to be ran. Um, it, we can be completely creative and innovative, and, and how do we want to run this business? So in a way, I think we use that as our superpower um, as we as we started Symmetry. Well, and, you know, for me, I could tell a difference pretty quickly. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with that emphasis on culture. You know, you say it's easy to do. Sometimes it's easy to to um, embody your values and ideals when you're at a place like a nonprofit or like a, um, you know, you, what you mentioned, a yoga studio. Uh, I remember coming into y'all's office one time and there was a yoga class going on. So you've clearly done a good job <laughs> at, at, uh, at incorporating wellness um, for your people into uh, into the business. Um you guys have also had tremendous growth, though. Usually when we think about nonprofits and we think about, um, you know, wellness centers, we don't necessarily think about scalable, growing businesses at the same time. I'm curious on your all's perspective on how those things work together and has the growth been, um, has that made growth more challenging or has it actually encouraged the growth and made it easier? That's a good question. I I think it's kind of both and uh, on that. Um, You know, I think people come because of the opportunity 
of this business has to offer. And I think people stay because of the culture that is here and the people that, that are here and have built this with us. Um, so, I, and I think the bigger it gets, I do think there is, there is a more complex to it. Right. Um, but that's what's so beautiful and the magic of core values is there always will be your guiding lights. And so it helps you walk the course if they are truly something you live by versus words and statements you have on a wall. And don't, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean we are perfection, perfectionists in our core values, right? We sometimes don't hit the mark. Sometimes we, that's, that's where we learn. But to always know that's what the bar is for ourselves to get back to, it helps you, um, it helps you, it helps you ground yourself through incredible growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. I'm glad you brought up, you know, growth, Joel, because that's a big reason why um, we started the Ripple model. Um, you know, we've, we've seen so much growth and we knew we couldn't lose the focus on the people and the culture. And you'll see that in, in companies, right? When you're starting a new company and it's smaller, for example, when, when Doug and I started, there were 35 people in the corporate office and we could all, you know, from a culture standpoint, we were tight. And we, we could, we could, I mean, the culture was strong because we were all right there. We have 220 corporate staff members, you know, 5,000 agents across the country. Our staff is spread out everywhere, virtual. We're not all in one office by any means. And so when you watch a company grow and you've seen big companies all over the world, this has happened, the culture can go through some changes that maybe aren't great changes. And we knew that, that that could take a back seat, certainly watching the growth, certainly starting Quility. But we knew that wasn't an option for us. We knew with the growth, we had to stay ahead of, um, you know, those, what I would say, kind of negative changes that could happen. We had to stay ahead of that. And I'm so grateful to be a part of a company where, you know, the founders are putting this at the front. They're putting it at the forefront. They're saying this is important. Um, and, and just as all these other initiatives that we're building out within Quility are important, this is still number one. Because if we don't have that, none of this other, none of the other initiatives are going to work. Mm. Yeah. So you guys have mentioned the Ripple model. I think it's a fascinating concept and idea. And I think it really um, puts together a lot of the things that I want to dig in with you. So kind of from a bird's eye view, yeah, what, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure people listening out there, what the heck is the ripple model? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, g- give us a rundown and kind of a bird's eye view on that. And then I'd like to dig deeper with you as we continue the conversation. Sure. Um, so ripple model is essentially a quality culture model. Um, our, our mission statement for the Ripple model is a roadmap for creating wholehearted culture. Uh, it's a very data-driven, very heart-driven approach to how we feel we can support people, whole people, healthy systems, and thriving communities. And about four or five years ago, we had started developing um, some platforms. We were um, looking at our people. We were listening to our people. We were Uh, seeing kind of what was needed uh, from a culture perspective. And we we developed three platforms. One was Thrive. Uh, That was our leadership and wellness platform. And we essentially, we were were looking at our agent field and 
you know, had this aha moment of, you know, this is a leadership development company. That's what this is. And so we wanted to um, come up with a platform where there were resources, there were tools for these entrepreneurs that were maybe amazing at being entrepreneurs, but maybe they needed some support on the leadership side. And so we, we built out Thrive uh, and we really brought in a lot of positive psychology, wellness, um, tools, those kinds of things into that and into that platform. And then we also saw that, um, you know, this, this, this industry was very heavily male dominated and we saw a lot of our women um, really growing and, within the company. And we knew we needed to amplify their voices. We needed to bring some energy to that. And so we developed Connect, that platform. And that was our uh, sort of women in leadership. And how are we going to, um, you know, come together as women? How are we going to amplify each other's voices? How are we going to balance out the masculine and the feminine? Um, So a lot of energy has gone into that over the last few years. And then finally, um, our, our last one was Impact, and that was all around our uh, community outreach. Certainly, Impact we're making in our uh, with our products in the homes that we're in, um, but that community outreach that uh, you know how are we how are we um, using this abundance that is pouring into us? How are we then pushing that back out into our communities and, and serving? Um, and so these were three individual platforms. And we had had a vision, Meredith and I, several years ago, uh, kind of pre-pandemic, right when we were starting Quility, that we wanted to really simplify uh, and bring all of these these platforms under one umbrella. And so that's essentially what the Ripple model is. It has absorbed those three brands. They had their own, they were full-on brands with mission statements, resources, um, social media, all, all the things. And now that's all being absorbed under under the Ripple model so that we can really have a whole picture, a whole roadmap of what quality culture looks like. And our, our, our goal with this is not to say this is what you need to do. This is this is just a, a roadmap where we're saying these are these are our values. This is what we value. And here's you know here's some guidelines but really, we want to hear from you and we want to see how are you how are you diving into personal growth? How are you diving into women's empowerment um, and community outreach? Uh, that kind of thing. Um, Mayor, you want to break down the pillars a little bit more? Sure. Um, you know, so after after kind of looking at these three independent um, platforms, like Whit said, we just wanted to bring them all under one roof. And so now, you know, one of our main pillars is well-being and personal growth. You know, how are we living with intention um, so we can align with our highest selves um, so that we may thrive? Um, so like what said, that's that's just doing the work within. We know that business is only going to grow to the level that you're growing as a human. It's just the way it is. And so um, taking that look in the mirror, really um, knowing yourself to lead yourself uh, is just a journey we're all on, right? It's, there is no destination. We never reach it. Um, but it's a, it's a journey of a lifetime that we are all blessed to, to be on. Um, our second is our women's plus empowerment. Um, this, um, it is about highlighting women's voices. It is saying we want more women in leadership and we feel like the way we need to do that is to highlight women, to share their stories, 
um, it's different sometimes than than the the male perspective of leadership. Um, but it goes deeper. It goes deeper than that, than just how you identify. It goes into really bringing the feminine to the forefront. Um, business for many, many years has, has been told that we have to run that masculine energy. And um, we think we need both um, to really create that balance and that symmetry that we need to see in our world. Uh, we need both of those. So no matter how you identify, it's not over-identifying with the masculine and pushing the feminine down. It's embracing both as we lead. Um, and then the third just goes into that community outreach, right? Like it's, it's about relationship. Uh, it's about seeing what and listening to what your community needs and then responding and serving. Uh, sometimes that's financially. Sometimes that is just a relationship and, and serving. And so, um, so that is what the community outreach pillar is about. Like Whit said, this is just a beginning. Um, we want to grow in sustainability under this model. We want to grow in our um, equity, our diversity, our inclusion, our belonging. Um, there's so much room for this to grow uh, and to build uh, on this journey of a lifetime we're on together. Yeah, I love that. Um, and we're going to dig in this. So listeners know this is a two-part episode. So we're going to be continuing this conversation and really digging in on what does that community involvement actually look like? What does corporate responsibility actually look like? Um, but I did want to ask you one last question before we sign off here to kind of wrap it up. Why did you choose the name Ripple? What's the thinking and philosophy behind that? <laughs> Mary, yeah. you want to take that one? Sure. Um, you know, it's as simple as when you throw that stone in the water, the ripples that go out. You know, we believe in um, we believe in the law of attraction and we believe it never stops. And when you break anything down, it's just energy. And so we're wanting to create as many positive energy moments in our world. And so they're big things, Joel, but it's also the smallest things. It's how you look at someone in the eye and you and you make a connection or you see a homeless woman on the side of the road and you look at her and smile and you say you matter. Those are ripples we want to create. Yes, supporting your organization, supporting your nonprofit, showing up and volunteering, those create ripples. But it's also just the way and the energy in which you bring into a room. Are you lifting people up? Are you pulling people down? And understanding there's a responsibility to that and how we walk we walk in this world. Absolutely love it. Um, well, thank you guys so much for your time here today. We are going to be continuing this conversation in part two, so make sure to tune in next week to Biz Radio US, same time, same place. Um, and you can, as I said before, find all of these uh, episodes on Biz Radio US, along with all the other great shows um, that we have here. Um, I've been digging more into our catalog, and honestly, it's hard to keep up with how many good shows there are here on Biz Radio US. So um, thank you guys so much, and for you listening. Thank you for your time. Join us next week as we continue this conversation and dive deeper and make sure when you're out there to take care of yourself and take care of someone else. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.